welcome to another episode of our NCLEX review series. In this podcast, we continue to bring you valuable materials to help you prepare for your exam. Enjoy. Of all the diseases you know, you should know, you should know diabetes. I'm not one to tell you to go learn all these laundry lists of diet di- diseases, but you do need to know your diabetes. So let's talk about it. Definition, diabetes is an error of glucose metabolism. You don't metabolize your glucose well. That's what diabetes is. You cannot metabolize glucose for whatever reason. Sometimes it's a lack of insulin. Sometimes the cells are become resisting to insulin. For whatever reason, you cannot metabolize glucose. Now, the problem with glucose is it's your primary fuel source. So diabetics get into trouble because they can't metabolize or use the primary fuel source. And without that, cells die. And that's why it's very bad. Now, don't confuse it with diabetes insipidus because diabetes insipidus is a totally different disease. Diabetes insipidus is not a type of diabetes mellitus. It's a totally different disease. Diabetes, in the parenthesis, I want you to put diabetes insipidus is polyuria, polydipsia, leading to dehydration. Due to low ADH. Due to low ADH. So when you get a question about diabetes insipidus, and they want to know what you see, what do you see? Polyuria, polydipsia, and dehydration. Which looks a lot like diabetes mellitus, doesn't it? Because it has polyuria, polydipsia, and dehydration. So they look alike, even though they're not the same thing. That's why they share the same first name, diabetes. So if you're sitting there and you can't remember what diabetes insipidus is, what's the best way to remember? It's like diabetes mellitus, only just with the fluids. It's just the fluid part of diabetes mellitus. You don't get the glucose part. You just get the fluid part. And it's due to a low ADH. So what they'll ask you about diabetes insipidus is, a lot of times with diabetes insipidus, what they would ask you is, do you have a low urine output or a high urine output? And what you should say is, oh, okay, wait, diabetes insipidus, it's not diabetes, but it has, it's like diabetes mellitus, and diabetes mellitus has a high urine output, so diabetes insipidus has a high urine output. Do you see how I want you to remember it? Now, what is the opposite of diabetes insipidus? What's the opposite syndrome of diabetes insipidus called? SIADH. So here's what I do. I don't ever remember, I don't memorize SIADH. And I don't memorize diabetes insipidus. Why? But I get the questions right. How can you get the questions right on SIADH and diabetes insipidus and not memorize them? Everybody knows that diabetes mellitus has what? Polyuria and polydipsia, right? You should know that. So therefore, diabetes insipidus has what? Polyuria and polydipsia. So SIADH is the 
opposite. So instead of polyuria, they have low urine output, oliguria, and they are not thirsty because they're retaining water. Do you see that? So if they said to you, who gains weight? Diabetes insipidus, diabetes, who gains weight suddenly? Diabetes insipidus, diabetes mellitus, SIADH. SIADH. Why? Because diabetes insipidus and diabetes mellitus lose water. Right? And when you lose water, you lose weight. SIADH is the opposite. So who would have a urine output of 200 milliliters per hour for three hours straight and a normal blood glucose? Who would have diabetes insipidus? Who would have an output of 200 milliliters an hour for three hours in a row with a glucose of 280? That, yeah, diabe- diabe- diabetes mellitus. So everybody says mellitus. I just am from the East Coast, so I say mellitus. Um, who has 10 cc's of urine out in three hours and a normal blood glucose? SIADH. Do you see what I'm saying? I want you to memorize that because boards does test DI and SIADH regarding urine output. So the two diabetes look alike urine output wise. The SIADH looks opposite the two diabetes urine output wise. What's the relationship between amount of urine and specific gravity of urine? What's the relationship? It's inverse or opposite. Meaning the less the urine out, the higher the specific gravity, the more urine out the so what would what specific gravities would SIADH have SIADH is opposite the diabetes the diabetes do they have more urine or less urine diabetes they have more SIADH would have less so if the urine volume is going down the specific gravity goes up so we'd have a high specific gravity whereas diabetes insipidus Well, that would have what kind of a urine output? High, because the two diabetes have high urine output. So if the urine output is high, the specific gravity is low. So do you see how you're going to do this? And if you know the specific gravities and the urine volumes with the SIADH and the DI, you're ready to go with those two diseases. That's all they're going to test. So who would have the nursing diagnosis, fluid, volume, okay, of SIADH, DI, and DM? (coughs) Which would have fluid volume deficit? Now think of it, think it through. Fluid volume deficit would be what would you be doing with your output if you ended up with low fluid in your body, high output, and those would be what? DM and DI. Who would have fluid volume excess? SIADH. You see how I want you to think it through? Okay. I always find if you link things with other things you know, it's a lot easier to remember them than just remember them separately. Okay, let's dive now into, let's quit talking about the pituitary. Let's talk about diabetes mellitus directly. The types, type 1 versus type 2, you have to know these. They will expect you to know the differences between type 1 and type 2. Type 1 has three names. Insulin-dependent, that's the I. Insulin-dependent. 
J is juvenile onset, and K is ketosis prone. K-E-T-O-S-I-S-P-R-O-N-E. Ketosis prone. Now, one of those three will not be used after April 1. Which name will not be used after April 1? Juvenile onset. Okay, type 2s. The names are non all of those. So instead of insulin dependent, it is non-insulin dependent. Instead of ketosis prone, it is non-ketosis prone. And instead of juvenile, it is adult. Which of those three will not be used after April 1? Adult onset. So you'll actually have to memorize less after April 1. C, the signs and symptoms. You must know the three P's. Polyuria, polydipsia, and polyphagia. Poly, P-H-A-G-I-A. P-H-A-G-I-A. Polyphagia. What does polyphagia mean? What's it mean? I can't hear it. Thirsty is polydipsia. What's polyphagia? Increased appetite. But technically, no. Polyphagia does not mean increased appetite, although we use it to mean that. What does polyphagia actually mean? Increased swallowing. Now, if you eat a lot, what are you doing? Increasing your swallowing. But I want you to understand that that's not... When they say polyphagia, they are not always talking about eating a lot. For example... Would polyphagia be a sign of increased bleeding after a tonsillectomy? Yes. And they're not talking about eating a lot. They're talking about swallowing a lot. See, so don't... You understand? Polyphagia technically means what? Swallowing a lot. In the context of diabetes, it's talking about eating a lot. Polyphagia only means eating a lot in this single context. Everywhere else, polyphagia means frequent swallowing. Okay? Treatment. If you don't treat type 1s, they could die. D-I-E. D for diet, I for insulin, and E for exercise. You treat diabetic type 1s with diet, insulin, and exercise. Of the three, which one is the most important treatment modality insulin by far and away insulin is the most important which one is the least important of the three nope diet we do not mess around with type 1's diets anymore we pretty much let them eat generally what they want they count their carbs they do their AccuCheck and they give themselves the insulin accordingly we don't restrict their diets like we used to. Now, we do tell them to lay off a bunch of refined carbohydrates, like you know pure sugars. But they can even eat those nowadays, as long as they count their carbs and give themselves injections of insulin, according to their AccuCheck. However, the type 2s are different. Type 2s, if you don't treat them, they end up DOA. That doesn't mean dead on arrival. What that means is D for diet. O for oral hypoglycemic, which is the pill, 
And A stands for activity. Okay, of those three, which one for type 2 is the most important treatment modality? Diet. So what is the least important for a type 1 is the most important for a type 2. It's a huge difference. In fact, most physicians would like type 2 diabetes to be controlled with diet alone. They would really, really like that. Um, I don't know if anybody watches Biggest Loser ever and they'll say, I had diabetes and I don't have diabetes anymore. No, you still have diabetes. You're just controlling it because you're losing weight. Is anybody watching the current season? I'm not really watching. I just watch it every so often. There's a girl there on there and she's wearing an insulin pump. You see it's like taped here. They don't show it a lot, but she's wearing an insulin pump. And she's still over 200 subhouse. It'll be interesting when she gets down. Does that do we not see that anymore? Because probably we won't. We probably we will probably won't see that. Pump. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating. We wish you all the best in the coming examination. See you next time.